we're continuing our study about the Western Wall. We're going to look at two passages first in the scriptures to help us understand the importance of why we come to the Western Wall to pray. It was the Feast of Sukkot, and King Solomon was dedicating the temple. Solomon offered a prayer, asking God to hear our prayers that were offered up at this temple. Solomon included the following request as well. We're reading 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 44 through 49. If thy people go out to battle against their enemy, whithersoever thou shalt send them, and shall pray unto Yahweh toward the city which thou hast chosen, and toward the house that I built for thy name, then hear thou in heaven their prayer and the supplication, and maintain their cause. If they sin against thee, for there is no man that sinneth not, and thou be angry with them, and deliver them to the enemy, so that they carry away their captives into the land of the enemy far or near. Yet if they bethink themselves in the land whither they are carried captives, and repent and make supplication unto thee in the land of them that carried them away captives, saying, We have sinned, we have done perversely, we have committed wickedness, and so return unto thee with all their heart, with all their soul, in the land of the enemies, which led them away captive, and pray unto thee toward their land, which thou gavest unto their fathers, the city thou hast chosen, and the house which I built for thy name. Then hear thou their prayer, and the supplication in heaven, thy dwelling place, and maintain their cause. Yes, we want to go to the temple to worship and pray. God promised to hear our prayers that we offer at his house. It's a house of prayer for all people. There is no temple today, however. But even when there was a temple, Solomon asked God to hear our prayers that we make towards the temple, toward the city, in times of war. Solomon asked God to hear the prayers of Jewish prisoners of war that were in distant lands if they prayed toward the city, toward the temple. God responded that he would honor Solomon's prayer. Years later, the Babylonians destroyed that temple. The prophet Daniel was carried away from Israel as a prisoner. A law was passed by the Babylonians prohibiting prayer to any god except the emperor. Daniel knew about that law, but we read in chapter 6, verse 7, the following. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went to his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. David was in the habit of praying to Jerusalem. Solomon had asked God to hear our prayers, the prayers of prisoners of war who prayed toward the temple. Here we see Daniel praying toward the Holy City even after the temple was destroyed. Why do we come to the Western Wall? We don't pray to the wall. We pray to our God, and we pray in the direction of his temple. That's what God said he would honor. Suleiman, the Magnificent, rose to the throne of the Ottoman Empire in 1520. He showed several acts of kindness to the Jewish people around the world. The city of Jerusalem was in ruins at that time. The Sultan instructed his men to find the Western Wall so that the Jewish people could pray there. After a long search, his, soldier, his soldiers were unsuccessful. One day, a woman was seen coming to Jerusalem carrying garbage. The emperor asked her what she was doing. I came to dump my garbage, she replied. Where are you from? She answered that she was from Bethlehem. Suleiman asked, are there no places to dump your garbage in Bethlehem that you have to walk six miles? She responded, there's a tradition that anyone who dumps their garbage at this site will be blessed. Suleiman quickly realized the significance of her answer. The king ordered that the area be cleansed. The western wall was discovered. Suleiman had the area perfumed with rose water. 
and invited all the Jews to pray here. Prayer at the Western Wall has a long tradition because of the holiness of the temple. Let's look now at some of the nuts and bolts of the Western Wall, actually some of the, the stones of the Western Wall. The Western Wall is a retaining wall of the Temple Mount. At present, the Western Wall has a height of 62 feet, but Herod's Western Wall was originally 105 feet tall. It is 1,600 feet long. Of that, 187 feet is exposed, and that's what we normally refer to as the Western Wall, the Western Wall proper. That is divided into a section for men and a separate section for women to pray at. Another 262 feet to the south of the Western Wall proper, we have the Southern Extension. This area was uncovered in recent archeologic excavations, and it has been unearthed down to the street level from the time of the Second Temple, from the time of Herod. The remaining 1,100 feet of the Western Wall are blocked by buildings in the Muslim Quarter. There are 45 layers of stone in the wall. Seven layers of Herodian stone are visible here, most of the stones weigh between two and eight tons, but there's one stone that can be seen in the Western Wall Plaza, in the Western Wall Tunnel, that's 44 feet long and it weighs 570 tons. On my first visit to Jerusalem over 20 years ago, I was told that there were only two cranes in the world at that time that could lift such a stone. To put things in perspective, the Great Pyramid in Egypt has its largest stone, 11 tons. The largest stone here, again, 570 tons, 44 feet by 10 feet by 12 feet. There are another 17 layers of Herodian stones below the seven exposed layers. Above the Herodian stones is four layers from the 17th century Muslim rulers. On top of those stones, another 14 layers from the Ottomans. There are several stones in the top three layers that were put there in the 1960s. According to Josephus, there were four gates in Herod's western wall at the time of Yeshua. These gates led to the Temple Mount. Remnants of those four gates can be seen today. They're called by the names of the 19th century explorers who discovered the remains of the gates. To the far southern end of the Western Wall, we find Robinson's Arch. At the southern edge of the women's prayer section is Barclay's Gate. Wilson's Arch is just to the north of the men's section of the wall. And Warren's Gate is to the north of that. We're only mentioning them today. We'll discuss them further in another podcast. Herod's Western Wall is an engineering marvel. His massive stones were cut so precisely that they required no mortar to hold them in place. It's been said multiple times, and it's true, that in most places you cannot even slide a credit card between the two, the two stones. Even though earthquakes destroyed the mosque on the Temple Mount multiple times, Herod's stones remain intact. The Western Wall is filled with history, but the most important about the most important point about the Kotel is that it is now a monument to the God who hears our prayers.